Hey, Jim. Hi, Katie. What are you up to? Working on things, connecting with people. It's always good to connect. In fact, that is our very topic today, how to connect and how it feels. Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker, Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. It feels sometimes wonderful and sometimes, I don't know, what the heck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Weird and wonderful. That's usually You know, when I realized it was our time to, uh, you know, record our podcast and we do this on Zoom, I was deep in a project and Mm. it, I had that voice in my head where Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, it's five minutes after we were supposed to meet. (laughs) And I popped out of something. I was deeply connected with the thing I was working on. Mm, So you had said like, oh yeah, that's, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Exactly. For, uh, for anyone who considers the connection state to only be available in like a spiritual divinatory sense, we're going to explore how that is not the case and how Jim just described. I've often gotten this state as well where you're deep into a project. Maybe it's art. Maybe it's cooking, whatever it is. And then someone comes to interrupt you and you're <gasps> shaken out of that state. That in, that was the flow state. That you're in the zone. Yeah, yes, exactly. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, well, so, this is awesome. I'm excited about this episode. Let's talk about connection, how connecting feels and how to do it. Well, first, let's talk a little bit about what energy is, because you right. were very kindly, uh, uh, kind enough to let me know that there's there's like different ways to look at it. And I think yeah, that's like, important to share. What are we connecting to, right? So mm-hmm. when we say connection, what are we talking about? And I think we're connecting with spirit, our higher self, like our divine guides and things like that. But we're connecting to energy. We're connecting to this idea of spirituality and spiritual energy. So I think it's important to sort of define some of those things up front, right? Like, what do we mean by connection? And what do we mean by what we're connecting to and what it means to connect energetically? So I'm going to give sort of my sort of take on that. And then Katie, chime in with your perspective on it too, because you've got some great, you know, opinions and ideas about this. So I will, I kind of think that there's three sort of ways to think about energy. Hmm. Uh, I think there's the energy that we all know from physics. You know, that's the first P that sounds like an S, right? (laughs) Um, Or sounds like an F. Um, um, Physics is like every action has an equal and opposite reaction or, you know, um, the electromagnetic sort of energy, right? That we Mm. think about, right? And a lot of the terms we use in magic or in spirituality are borrowed from electromagnetic sort of uh, words like grounding. Oh, Oh, you need to ground yourself, right? (laughs) Yep. Or I'm amped up or I raise my vibration, right? Those kind of things are all borrowed because we don't really have good terminology for like magical or spiritual energy, right? Mm. The thing about physical energy is that it's bound by time and space, right? If I am going to like slap you, I would never slap you. Maybe Um, I deserve it. (laughs) You got to be close by. 
right? Well, if I slap you consensually, (laughs) right? You got to be in the same, you got to be within my arm's reach. So it's bound by time and space. Mm. It can't, I can't slap you tomorrow. You can't ask for a slap yesterday for us, for me last week, right? You, you have to be in the same time and same space. And I have to be within arm's reach of a consensual slap. (laughs) That's deep. And yeah, <laughs> right. Nothing that's like just, a consensual slap. Yeah, that's just how, like, that's how physics works, right? Right. Okay. Then there's emotional energy or psychological energy, right? So this is where, and and we know this because where have where somewhere that you have had enjoyable psychological energy, Katie? What's an example of a place? Oh gosh, you know, going on vacations. <laughs> Right. You like walk out to the beach and you're like, smell the air mm, and like yep. the fa- deep in and, the forest. Oh yes. Or in mm. the forest. Right. And you hear like a bird song or something. Right. Yep. The smell yeah. of the pine. Exactly. Right. This mm. emotional energy, or I think about like going to your favorite concert and the energy is really Ooh, lit. Right. Yes. Yes. Or, Ooh, or a trade show where everyone is all in for the same thing and just as excited to be there and see you as you are. Yeah. Yes. If you go to like a one that you want to go to, right. right. Not one of the ones you're like, Oh my God, this is <laughs> awful. Right. Yeah. Different energy at that point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or maybe a sacred site. Right. And there's also negative times, right. You walk into like um, a place where someone's arguing or fighting mm. or a place where someone is maybe dying or very sad or things like that, mm-hmm. or a funeral, there can be emotional energy that's negative as well. And so that's psychological energy. How do you change the psychological vibe? One of the ways you do that is you leave, like you yes. get away. Like if two people are fighting, you just get away from that emotional, that place. Mm. So psychological energy is also sort of like manage, like bound by time and space. Right. Right. You don't like this emotional vibe. You can get away from it. Right. Mm, Right. So when we're talking about what we're talking about here is psychic energy or magical or spiritual energy. They're all sort of synonymous. Right. Yep. Psychic energy is characterized in by it not being not bound by time and space. Right. Right. So it's not bound by that means you can be across the globe right? I can pray for you. I can send positive energy. I can do intention work for you. And you can be in Timbuktu. You can be on the other side of the planet, or you can be on the moon. You can be across the universe. Oh, right. Like that remote viewing, right? That's exactly Mm -hmm. remote viewing works that way. That's right. Um, It doesn't, it isn't bound by time. So it can be something that has already happened. And if you listen to my Instagram live, meet a mystic, we do a timeline healing uh, practice that I don't really talk about this very much, but we go back in time 20 years and we heal something on your timeline. I don't really talk about doing this specifically, but I'll talk about it here. We are actually legitimately healing something in the past. Yes. I have seen these and been a part of it. I can say that for real. Yes. It actually does heal your past and it affects your present. Mm-hmm. And so we do, there are techniques where you can do timeline healing and you can heal your past, even though it's like, wait a minute, but that already happened, but we can do spiritual healing on your past and on your future. You mm. can get wisdom from your future and you can heal your future before it happens. Yes. So this is spiritual energy it can work outside of time and space. You can do a spell on someone for their outcome of their surgery or their whatever, even if it already happened. Mm. Yeah. So mind blowing, right? Love it. So that's energy. Got it? 
Yes. Any additions <laughs> or thoughts about that? Um, no, I think that's a great way to think about it. Um, I never really thought about the two being the sort of uh, space time as opposed to time space or the other time space, space time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's like really interesting. Um, so now that we know kind of more about energy and specifically the psychic part of the energy, which is probably what people are specifically hoping to hear about. Yeah. Here, what does that feel like you know like when we say connecting you know we said it's it's to that thing but like what could yeah. that be? expand so more. like our spirit i think we're connecting to and you can connect spirit connect through magical energy to anything that you want to connect to right mm -hmm. so your spirit you can connect to spirit you connect to the divine you can connect to your higher self you can connect to an entity to a person who's deceased, a person to someone who is um, no longer with us. You can connect to anyone out there. And the challenge is to discern the difference between the thoughts that are already in your head. Mm -hmm. And if you, and you're like people who's listening, they're like, what do you mean the thoughts that are already in my head? I don't have thoughts that are already in my head. And they those thought. voices that are right now saying, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't have voices that are in my head. That's the voice we're talking about. Hello. <laughs> right? <laughs> so how do you discern between the thoughts that are already in your head that are going all the time mm -hmm. and like spirit and like yes. an actual entity outside of your, what some have said is you're already always thinking or your ongoing sort of monkey mind. It's just always saying things, right? Yes. The, the default mode. Yeah. The default. Mm. And so for me, that default is always making judgments. It's always making assessments. It's always saying, this is good. That is bad. Don't do that. Do this. Da, 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 over here. Da, 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 mm. Right. It never shuts the heck up. Right. right. And so my baseline emotional state and always sort of evaluating and judging and keeping me safe mind versus spirit and whatever exists there beyond the veil. Mm -hmm. I have an opinion on what that is, but so what do you have to say about that? What is your, you have a sense of like, what do you connect to? Yeah. Um, just like anything, it's sort of, ex it's been expanding, like what, what you can connect to and what things are possible, just like anything, the more you learn. Right. Um, I actually just was, th um, heard the other day about how, you know, for example, let's say you're casting on a new project. Let's say it's all garter stitch or something. Maybe you ask for consent, which is also very, you know, important asking for consent. If you're going to like ask for people who have passed or you've known that sort of thing, even who are still living, um, consent is key, but, uh, consent after is that, key for yeah. slapping or connecting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could call in, let's say, um, Elizabeth Zimmerman, who was like a knitting icon in our world and was like the master of the garter stitch and left so much behind. It's still being um, used today and her family is still bringing on her legacy. Um, you know, who's to say you couldn't invite that person in to knit with you or just uh, maybe you need advice for a design or maybe one of her patterns isn't so clear for you and you could just use a little, you know, clarification. That's something that, you know, maybe you wouldn't think of right away as a way to connect that would be helpful, but um, really is. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So that is a great like way, reason. I think that that's something we haven't really talked about is like why connect, right? Is mm. 
a little clairvoyance, a little like clairvoyantification, right. right? With someone on a project or even a deity or a like my grandma. Like, you know, I yeah. had a great sort of vision. I did a meditation the other day where I connected with my grandma, who's a crocheter, mm. right? Who was a crocheter. And she was in her den, in her chair, and she was crocheting. And I visited, I had a visitation with her and she handed me a gift in this meditation. The beloved one who had passed handed you a gift and she handed me a crocheted rose. Oh, And I was like, grandma, right? And it was like, what is that? And it was such, so symbolic of her love. Mm. Right. And like, it was amazing experience. Right. And it was so interesting that it was all around crochet because she was such a, uh, amazing crochet. She had, um, she had rheumatoid arthritis and her Mm. hands were very right. But she did crochet. Um, and there's a a way always (laughs) for sure. Right. So such a powerful way to connect with her. And so that gets to how to connect, mm, yes. right? Yeah, How it feels, it can feel many different ways. Like I mm-hmm. think connection can feel a lot of different ways, but for me, and you tell me if this is how, if you agree with this, mm-hmm. I think the way how to connect is meditation. Yes, what do you think? absolutely. You have to know, like we were saying earlier, what is your monkey mind and your thoughts versus what are the things that are being delivered to you, however your clair of choice or, you know, your gift is. Right. Discernment and practicing that every day. <laughs> you yeah. know, again, practice makes progress. Don't you agree? Yeah, I love that. It does make progress. So the, I think that meditation is the way to sit in meditation. And this is what I teach. What we teach our students is daily practice of meditation, even if it's just three or five minutes, but eventually you get to being able to sit with yourself Mm. and being able to hear yourself and sit with yourself, calm your mind. Now, meditation is not the achievement of stillness in the mind for an entire period of time. It is instead a a process of weightlifting where Mm. you still your mind and then the thoughts creep in. And then you still your mind and the thoughts creep in. And it is this back and forth exercise of clearing your mind and then your mind and then the thoughts creep in. You clear your mind and the thoughts creep in. And you continue to do that. And that is the weightlifting of, okay, that's me. And then this is not me, Mm -hmm. right? And eventually you discover ways to have a longer gap between your thoughts. Yes, exactly. It's uh, two sides of the same coin. So you just have to know which side you're looking at. (laughs) Yeah. And eventually you start to know, I start to understand through practice, oh, that is, that's me. Okay. Those voices are because I just had an argument with my husband about, you know, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. we're arguing about, right? which we rarely argue, but we had a disagreement or, oh, this is because I'm in love with my podcast partner and think that she's aces, not this. And that's influencing, you know, how I feel about this connection, right? Mm -hmm. Because positive or negative emotions can have an impact on my ability to be really clear about like, what am I connecting with? Right. Mm, And so being able to have those in my sights and be like, Oh no, no, this is because I'm feeling really like Katie is like an angel on earth. 
and I, it's it's coloring my perspective on what I really need to feel about my connection with spirit or my connection with my higher self, right? Mm, yes, that is a, a great example. I have often been the like strange other side of like saying hi to someone who's not used to the attention and then that person thinking, well, she's in love with me. And that is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just I saying just said hi. hello. Yeah, I'm sorry that no one else says hello. All right. So how do you connect? You have an interesting perspective on that. Yeah. So for me, I I like to get really pumped. You know, being in a positive mindset is key. So I will sort of like put on whatever is um, musically related to the feeling I want to get to. And often that is like 90s pop. <laughs> so you know, I put on like some old pre-conservatorship Britney Spears and <laughs> just like jam out or, you know, something like uh, Four Seasons, you know. Um, yeah, just like get really amped up. Maybe I'll dance around. Um, I'll even like uh, use my tuning fork to sort of like clear the energy. Um, so it's like a cleansing and then a raise of the vibration sort of exercise. And that's uh, and then a visualization also, depending on what I'm trying to do. So. Yeah, it's a, a three-part exercise, I guess. That's how I get there. How about you? Whoa. So is uh, <laughs> Toxic before or after conservatorship? Uh, the Britney Spears song? I believe it is before. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> and that's what yeah. you're... Just Which is kidding. ironic, right? Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I, um, Yeah, that would be out of my experience, not part of my experience of... <laughs> Maybe not on your playlist, but you okay. Know, but that's pretty right. cool. Yeah, you know? uh, we are different ages, but that's really cute. Well, I, I also it. said the Four Seasons. You know, I'm okay, trying to like, okay. cover. Trying to like my, my folks inclusive. would appreciate that one. You're trying inside. to be inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Frankie Valli. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! I'm gonna try it. You know what? I'm gonna try. Put on some Britney, mm -hmm. raise the vibration, like get really nuts, mm -hmm. and like, okay, what happens? Especially if you're feeling blue or depressed. This is a great way to get out of it. Flip the script on your energy with some music that it. will really like just help clear you, you embrace it. Yes. Yeah. Clear your clouds. So. Clear your clouds, baby. That's right. So I sometimes have, I use my, I can use my inner temple. So I have a whole process of going into an inner temple meditation, mm. which is something that we teach um, in our tradition. Um, like temple, and, like a mind palace kind of a temple. Yeah, we have like a process. The temples of your head, right? <laughs> so we have a process where we help students build an inner temple. Hmm. And so it's actually a, um, a, a thing where you have a set sort of like place to go where you can do magical work in your mind, in oh. your mind's eye. So it's a pretty amazing concept. And that's a place to also connect and a technique that people use. Mm -hmm. um, and I know I'm connected also psychically because my eyes will water. I'll start sort of crying. Like I'm not sobbing, mm -hmm. but my eyes will water because it's so meaningful. Yes. Oh yeah. So I have found that people have totally different reactions to how they feel in this state. I get really hot and sweaty, like, like wine drunk, just like that flushed face, all of a sudden, like sweat in your hair, hot, spicy kind of a thing. Um, and that's usually how I know that I'm there, but I've heard connected. like the complete opposite too, which is like mind boggling. <laughs> people will get cold or everything. Yeah. So mm -hmm. people, how does it feel to connect? 
is a whole thing of like, Mm -hmm. you know, people get hot and sweaty. People get cold and clammy. I get like my eyes water from how meaningful it Mm -hmm. is. Right. And hair rays. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is generally a really exciting and amazing experience to connect. Yes. Right. Agree. To to the magical realm. So, Mm -hmm. well, I'm excited to talk in the second half about how to connect through making and sort of like connecting in other ways and sort of connection as a metaphoric sort of idea. Yes. This is uh, where people will really realize it's very accessible and not just like, quote, woo. We'll uh, jump into that in just a minute. If you've ever been curious about getting a palm reading with my co-host, James Devine, there's never been a better time than now. Not only does Jim offer empowering palm readings to help you tap into the hidden messages in your hands, he's also now offering Divine Hand Tarot readings for a limited time. Find out more about all of Jim's amazing offerings at thedivinehand.com and on his Instagram page where you'll find him as Divine Hand Jim. Hey, Magical Makers, guess what? You can now get sun and moon yarn kits from uuyarns.com. That's E-W-E. E-W-E yarns.com. My sun and moon shawl features two different weights of yarn. A smaller version can be made in fluffy fingering and a larger version can be made out of woolly worsted. Both of these 100% merino yarns are super wash and the color combinations are amazing. I even worked with Heather at UU Yarns to pre-coordinate several color combos that I think you guys will love. Learn more in our show notes or check out the kit at uuyarns.com. We're back. Yay. Yes. So on this half, we're going to talk about connecting with your making and connecting through your making, really. Like I was saying before, you know, I get a lot of people who say like, oh, you're so creative. I wish I was creative. And I always say, okay, well, you just aren't aware of how you're creative. Like, you know, you're probably like awesome with numbers. I can't even see numbers straight. So it's uh, magical to me. Or, you know, maybe you're really great at sales, you know, like, oh, she has a magic tongue or whatever, you know, it's, uh, it's just not perceived as being magical. (laughs) Right. We have, we have these ideas in our society that certain things are creative and other things are not creative. Mm -hmm. And, Human beings have always made things. We have always created things. Mm. We are creative because we're human, Mm -hmm. right? You're always making things. You're always, you know, it is not human nature to just sit there and push the widget through the machine. You're always a creative thinker. You're always doing something creative just because it doesn't fall into what society has said is uh, like creative or artistic or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yes, totally. When you're, and, and, you know, because you've been in the zone in the flow state yes. at times in your life where you've been doing something mm-hmm. and just been in that state of like loving it. Although I'll, I'll caveat this with a thing. Please do. I think that there is a social media and screen addiction problem. I think that I want to just say that like being in a social media or gaming or like a screen sort of like state isn't necessarily flow because I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think those environments are always creative. Like they're not in like, I don't think it's creative in the same way that creativity is being generated. Now, some of them are like, Mm -hmm. if you're, painting or some of the games are actually super creative where you are building or 
navigating something, a terrain or something like that. So I don't want to say all of them, but doom scrolling on, you know, whatever. And we see that in like brain scans and we see that in sort of things, but when you're in a flow state, a true flow state of creativity where you're active and you're like, really like working out puzzles and figuring Mm -hmm. stuff out. Right. And that's it. You said like working stuff out. Um, that's like when the answers come, you know, for me, I, I get things very like plopped into my head. I'll just start thinking about something. I'll start thinking of a song and then like, I'll listen to the song and the song has a lyric that is like, Oh, that that's the thing. That's the thing I needed to hear. Um, which is also a good way for you to confirm that your connection is real and not just like something that you're thinking of. So, Yeah. I did a, a, I once did this painting. My mom has it on her wall of a, I was painting a ballerina underwater. It was this photograph series and I was doing a, an art class, sort of a, a copy of this um, ballerina photographed underwater mm. in oil pastel. And I started painting it and it was, I don't know, six hours later, wow. I had not eaten or used the restroom or anything. And I just sort of woke up out of it and the painting was finished. And I was amazed that I just had worked on it for that amount of time. It's like the best painting I've ever done. Uh, I love that story. I have often also felt that, like, for example, you can see some of my work if you're watching our uh, videos here. Um, (laughs) These are the examples of good times I've been in the flow state. I have a lot of examples where I'm like, these are two different people who did these things. Like, this is garbage. (laughs) I was not connected to this piece. Yeah, and it's it felt like I'm channeling someone else. And maybe you feel you felt like that too during that time. It was amazing. I just unbelievable. Yeah, you just go somewhere else. It's very yep. therapeutic. Mhm. So, that brings me to a way that I feel you can really connect to specifically your knitting or your making that's more fiber craft, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um and that's through using doing a swatch. I know like a gauge swatch is most people's worst nightmare. They don't want to do it for some reason. Um, They feel like it's a waste of time and of material. When in fact, doing this small thing can offer you so much, including a really great opportunity for you to connect with the yarn and the needle size and just figuring out like, do I even like working this stitch pattern? Because sometimes they're a pain in the butt and then you don't end up enjoying the project and you could have figured that out in this small swatch. <laughs> yeah. Or you end up loving it and you're like, okay, great. Now it's, you know, everything's going to work out and you can just go knowing that it's going to be a positive experience. Yeah. I think my husband does that with his crochet quite a if, bit, right? Hopefully. <laughs> I, he like gets the yarn and tries and has his needle, right? Yep. His hook, I mean, mm-hmm. sorry, <laughs> everyone. Oh, I know, is, right? <laughs> uh, um, and then he like crochets and tries it out. And it's interesting because it's like, there's a very cool like exploring. He's exploring the yarn and exploring mm. the hook and like 
what does this do? And then uh, he rips it out and he's like, I'm going to try it with a different, with a different gauge, you know, hook. Yeah. And he tries it again. And he's like, Oh, this is this recently he's working on this beautiful pineapple stitch shawl. Mm. Right. And it's so amazing, but he did several of those to try to figure out like, how does this pattern actually work and how do they go together? And it was really fun to like work it out because then when he gets into it, you know, four layers deep, he doesn't have to then realize, oh, I've been doing this part wrong the whole time. And now it's really mm. messing it up. Now that it's four layers deep, I see how it's going to screw it up and I have to rip all that out. Yes. Great. So getting, it down, getting it down at the beginning. So, yes. yeah. And I think that this is true for not just crochet. It's obviously true for, you know, knitting or. Yep. I mean, even my watercolor. Favorite, my favorite null binding. Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're still waiting for a null binder, by the way. Right. Please email us uh, at nativepellpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, one day, Jim. One day. Uh, it's our ongoing joke. Oh, man. One day, it's going to come to fruition. We're putting it out there enough, I think. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's a great opportunity to see it as part of the process of your making instead of like a burden. And again, that's the mindset situation because um, you are what you think or your reality is what you think it is. So you might as well make the most of it. (laughs) Right. This word connection, it is such a fabulous term because, you know, there's such an amazing different ways to connect, right? There's the literal connection as you're casting on when you're knitting, right? The cast on is an actual literal connection of the yarn, the fibers to the needle. The like casting on is sort of a metaphor of like, I'm going to cast on and that itself can be magical. I'm going to cast on three times three times three. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm going to cast on like, you know, 33, like that's, you know, maybe you choose a magical master number or mm-hmm. a magical number, right? Yep. Seven. Maybe it's a shawl where, sorry, where like three no. little fringes come out each time, you know, you can, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely get creative. That's the key, right? Trust your right. gut. So there's the connection to the piece itself. So mm-hmm. you can connect. I think about the magical sort of things, like maybe you connect to the piece because you're like, okay, so... My husband is thinking about this green pineapple stitch crocheted, you know, shawl and his, I watch him connect to it because it's absolutely beautiful, Mm. right? It's this lace work. It's gorgeous. He keeps imagining the piece connected to the piece itself Mm. by making it, by working at it. Right. I think he's connection. He's connecting to it because he's imagining wearing it. Or imagining his mother maybe wearing it or his daughter wear, you know, yeah. or daughter wearing it or different people. And so he keeps like imagining this piece and how it might be worn or who might wear it. Who knows what where it's gonna end up. Yeah. Oh, I mean it's similar of like doing a prayer shawl or something. It's all of the uh the intent that you put in there and connecting to it every time you go to it. And like you said, right. maybe it's always at the same time to help you. Um, connect to a certain feeling or vibration. Mm-hmm. Do you have any pieces that you own that you're connected to sentimentally? Um, I definitely have some of those like uh, cr- acrylic 
crocheted blankets from my grandma that, you know, have holes in them from the dog chewing them up and are way too small for me to actually like use. But like, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> so grandma. That, I think that's another connection. Yeah. I think we can connect to pieces sentimentally, right? Mm hmm. Oh, but pieces I've made personally. I mean, there's also that, like you have a sentimental connection with pieces you've made too, right? Certainly. So I think there's the connection sentimentally to pieces. Mm -hmm. Yes. Talk about emotional, right? <laughs> and I think that's, well, is there, I think that's an emotional connection. Is there a spiritual connection with pieces? What do you think? Sure. I mean, it's probably both. Again, two sides of the same coin, right? I think I have a spiritual connection with one of the pieces in my home because it's from you know, an ancestor. Mm. Right. And it, and it's a very large piece that lays over our, our bed in our, you know, primary bedroom and just reminds me of my heritage, you know, from the, through the Italian line and it's, you know, an, a knit bedspread and mm. it's a pretty amazing piece. Right. Wow. I think we can connect to pieces for lots of different reasons. I mean, it's pretty fascinating the different ways we can connect because of, I think we connect because of the material too, right? Oh yeah. I mean, like even our magic of fiber episode. <laughs> right. Well, my, yep. there's like, uh, it, there are people who make quilts out of um, t-shirts or clothing from a, someone who's passed away. Yeah. Smart. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that smart. can be a sentimental, like also a way to connect because of the material itself. Mm, right. Yeah. Or there's the funeral jewelry that where people take the hair of a departed loved one and they mm. make it into really ornate, you know, patterns in jewelry that you wear in a brooch or in an, or in a locket or in a ring. Have you seen that kind of thing? I have. I love those sort of things. So mm -hmm. macabre. Mm, well, you know me, bones and teeth. So of course. I yeah. Right. Too, right. <laughs> but I think, yes. in the magic of fibers, we also talked about, um, how Mandelbug and others would weave mm -hmm. um, and uh, would card spin. and yep. spin your pet, your beloved pet's um, fur and into the yarn. Exactly. But I also think it's interesting to look at sort of the flip side, you know, the, uh, the guilt connection, like um, another way of sort of uh, <laughs> discerning what serves you best and what doesn't learning to, kind of cut the cord in a way, or at least uh, re-embrace it in a better way. Thank it for its service, as Marie Kondo would say, and then send it on its way. And send it on its merry way, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. And I think that um, I, there's a great concept of like, maybe it's not possible to cut a cord, but mm. you can transmute the cord or you can reclaim like you own the cord and the connection you have to things. Mm. And that when you own that cord, then you're able to say, I'm transmuting and healing this connection, which means it can now go to goodwill. Yes. That's empowering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I no longer need to keep this just because so-and-so gave it to me or just because it's from somewhere I can yes. let it go. Mm -hmm. I can pass it on a great opportunity to sit with the piece and ask yourself why you feel like you have to keep it, you know, and trusting the answer that comes. I, I don't even like it. You know, it was a gift. Yeah. So, so connection is important. Uh, and I think that it's important. I What about like you worked on a piece mm. for a long time? Like, you know, I have this amazing poncho 
Although it's not, it's not called a poncho. It's called a boy cozy. Oh, I was informed. That's right. Um, so two years, my boyfriend worked on it. Mm. Right. He, um, for the for the par- large portions of it that he actually um, did this for, some of it he got yarn, but he spun the wool, plied the yarn dyed it and knit it i know the face (laughs) so katie was making a face for those just listening of like love omg that's a lot of work right yeah i can't do half of that stuff it took him two years that yeah that makes sense he pretty much was like doing it all the time it was just his like what Mm -hmm. he did when he was sitting with us like he was always his hands were always busy right and it reminded me of like the olden days Idle hands are the devil's plaything, right? Right, like, exactly. <laughs> his hands are always knitting, always, always knitting, always spinning, right? And it's amazing. It's such an amazing piece, right? Yeah. And so I think about like the, uh, like what a beautiful gift because doesn't he have a connection to that piece? Mm, right? Oh gosh. Like, yeah. He owns like, one himself that he made for himself, right? Right. But this piece is, was a gift for me of all people. Yeah. Like, that's why the, a lot of people are selfish makers because they can't give up the baby. It is like a baby. Yeah. I mean, I hate <laughs> to say it that way, but it, it's you birth it through your hands. It's your it's creation. Also about that heavy. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like about six and a half pounds. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, you know, you got to cover. <laughs> yeah. So like, how do you like as a maker? That's interesting. I want to hear about that. Like you, you have a connection to some of the pieces that you've made. I mean, and this is something that isn't just knit. Yeah. It's, it's all sorts. Yeah. It's spun, plied, dyed, knit. Mm-hmm. I... Uh, having the intent to give it away initially is usually a good start, I must say, because <laughs> perhaps I will make decisions on it that wouldn't be my taste, but I know it's this person's style or something like that. However, I have been in situations where I have finished something, whether it's a piece of art, um, like a postcard. I remember being like, I don't want to give this away. It came out so great. Then I was like, oh, no, so-and-so is going to appreciate actually getting it. So I'm just going to take a picture or like the knitted thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, my gosh, I spent so much time on this. And now I love it because I spent so much time on it. I guess you just have to take yourself out of it and remember the joy you're going to bring to the person you probably intended to make it for initially. I will say one of the benefits of giving it to a lover is you do get to wear it. Yeah, there you go. It's not totally. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty easy for, you know, him. I will like potentially if he like I will show up and see him wrapped up in that boy cozy. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, it's actually super cute to see. Don't you think it's cute to see your lover wearing your clothes? I mean, I occasionally use pancakes blanket for myself. So I figure that's almost the same thing, right? When pancakes when pancakes is cuddled up in one of in your dirty clothes and in your one of your favorite sweaters, because mm. you know, she wants to like smell you and be with you. Isn't it cute? Yeah, okay, that's a good call. <laughs> it's a balance, yeah. It's, it's a kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> well, I hope we've uh kind of inspired people to realize that 
there's more ways to connect and it's likely you're already doing it. I mean, even consider like a daydream is essentially going to a different connected space. Yeah. So yeah. bet you've done that at least. <laughs> totally. Well, if you want to continue to connect, one of the ways to connect with us, you're doing it now by listening to this podcast, but you can send us an email. You can connect with us and let us know how you're connecting. I would love to get some feedback. You know, we have been getting some amazing letters. I think that's a future episode mm-hmm. where we talk yeah. about like, what are, what is some of the, like, how has this podcast connected with people? Mm-hmm. What has it inspired them to do? Right. Yeah. If you've been inspired by this um, podcast and you've made things or done things, we'd love to hear about it. Right. Yeah. Or maybe you have questions about an episode that you watched or listened to, and you would like us to elaborate further. That would be another great opportunity. So yeah, yeah we could definitely do an episode on uh, viewer, viewer mail. So yeah, yeah for sure. Fun. Well, you can always check us out. You can check out light from lantern, Katie and all of her work at light from lantern on our website, lightfromlantern.com. You can check me out at the divine hand.com or on my Instagram at divine hand gym and We adore you and we hope to see you very soon on the next episode. Thank you for listening as always. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Katie. I love connecting with you. Oh, it's always my pleasure. See you later, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.